0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Danger Room, the X-Men Comics Commentary Podcast. My name's Adam.
1: My name is Jeremy. We're here to discuss
0: X-Men number 51, the December 1968 issue, The Devil Had a Daughter.
1: And uh, on the cover of this issue, we have a man in a skull helmet with a beard
0: with a shadow cat, yeah, or a cat shadow.
1: He's got like a thundercat uh he's got little eye holes in his shadow. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, no you know unless his helmet is casting some sort of uh eyelet shadow, who knows.
0: I don't understand how this works at all. He's shooting laser beams from his fingers, though.
1: Yeah. I want to draw your attention to his beard, though. Yes. He has very very large. He has a very large beard. (laughs) Uh, And we don't really know who this guy is, uh, but uh, at the end of last issue, we discovered that Lorna Dane's father is Magneto, and Magneto is indeed alive.
0: Yes. Very true.
1: So I'm guessing that this guy is Magneto's father.
0: Maybe this is the new Lorna Dane.
1: Oh, her second mutation when she turns into a man.
0: She realizes, oh my God, Magneto's my father, and then she grows a huge beard.
1: (laughs) I think you might be onto something. Which then
0: starts on fire.
1: (laughs) As as they are uh, in this cover. The rest of the X-Men are all uh, looking like they're in very much pain from this man who is shooting flames from his fingertips. Either
0: that or they're doing some sort of choreographed dance. Could be. Because Iceman and Beast look like they're like on Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> and so does Cyclops and Jean Grey and Angel. That's all of them.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: They're all doing some sort of dance.
1: So as we open up this issue, we find that there is a large green and red machine that apparently uh, somebody took the extra effort to to write on the machine, the devil had a daughter.
0: Indeed, (laughs) and Magneto casts his maniacal shadow over it as he stands tall.
1: Yeah, it is kind of an interesting um, inverse shadow thing that's going going on there with the font. I kind of like it.
0: No one else has a shadow...
1: Nobody else does have a shadow. That means there's a big so, spotlight coming from the floor from a long distance away on Magneto. Exactly. <laughs> wow. This one was edited by Stan Lee, written by Arnold Drake, uh, drawn by... I don't know who it's drawn by. It says, do we have to tell you?
0: <laughs> What's his name? Storenko?
1: Jim Storenko? Are we to assume that? I mean, this is really only his second issue. Is he that... Outstanding of an artist that is like, look, you saw him in one issue. There's no need to say his name ever again.
0: I I guess. I mean, maybe he's like hugely famous. Like He's like the Jim Lee of the
1: 1960s. I think you're on to something. This is inked by John Tartaglioni and lettered by S. Rosen. So as we proceed into the issue, we get Magneto retelling the X-Men that that girl is indeed the flesh of his flesh, the blood of his blood, and uh, her shall know the power and glory that no other women shall. Why, Adam?
0: She's the daughter of Magneto. Yeah. In case you didn't hear it last
1: issue. (laughs) And Magneto offers Lorna not really a choice, but uh, gives her kind of a a command that says, "Now, child, you must make your choice.
0: Will you stand with me, or will you stand with these fools?" Oh, by the way, I'm your dad,
1: and I have the power that's only destined for a god. Uh, yeah, so um, you know, the X Men are kind of like, "Hey, this is crazy. We gotta, we gotta kind of hold back here and uh, see what's going on next."
0: See, I don't fully understand this because Cyclops is like. That's friends, what they call stacking the deck. He's combined the two most powerful human elements. And then Beast continues filial duty and the inner need for power. The girl has no option but to turn against us. But but what, what? If, what if she just, what if she wants to?
1: What's filial duty? duty? Is that like a family thing? Yeah. Oh. I would have said familial, but... Maybe this is like a is this like a classic way of saying family, filial. I i don't know. I guess I thought they meant familial. <laughs> well, there's no M in this, so either it's a typo or it's Old English. At any rate, yeah, so they're playing it kind of cool, and yeah, uh, Iceman, or I'm sorry, uh, Cyclops and Beast are, are definitely, you know, they, they've definitely decided that uh, there's no way that Lorna Dane can make a decision of her own because the cards are stacked against her. But Iceman, on the other hand, he feels that there's maybe some good in her, yeah, but there- only
0: if she knows the truth about magneto, I don't you know uh, I just let the girl make her choice without putting all your subjective opinions on her, and jeez,
1: Well, it's the next statement that kind of gets me where he says um or he thinks rather, um I'm not wild about telling a girl that her father is an insane mass killer." Has Magneto actually ever killed anybody yet?
0: Uh didn't he blow up that country? Hmm. Or was he just going to?
1: I think he was just going to. I mean, they took over a country for a little while, but I don't know that anybody actually died.
0: Well, maybe the intention counts. I mean, if oh. you have an intention to kill people, but and you and you like set off the bomb, but then the X-Men stop the bomb from ever going off. Could you still be considered an insane mass killer?
1: You could be considered insane and an attempted mass murderer, but well, you're not.
0: No, for brevity's sake.
1: <laughs> okay, fine. Um, but she's going to have to, oh, oh, Iceman thinks like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it and she's going to hate me for it, but it's the right thing to do. And so that's exactly what he does. He comes out and says, Tell her the rest, big man. Tell her how you used your mutant powers to feed your own ego. Tell her about the lives and the fortunes that you've stolen. Again, did he steal money and lives?
0: Uh, yes, maybe. He <laughs> I, I definitely stole a fortune.
1: Uh, he had to have. I don't think we ever actually saw it on the comic page, but with all the gadgets and stuff that he builds. right? Yeah, okay. Uh, And then the uh, misfortune that he's been spreading around with a trowel. You tell her. You tell her. (laughs) You tell her. It should be
0: noted that he's doing a fantastic disco pose on this page.
1: Totally. He's got fingers outstretched and everything.
0: It's Uh, the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the hunt.
1: Yeah. I don't know the rest of that song. Apparently. He would make Genghis Khan and Attila the Hun look like the Smothers Brothers.
0: Nyuk, 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 nyuk,
1: nyuk. Yeah. I don't understand. So Iceman continues to go on about, well, forget about all that stuff. You don't need to tell her. I'm just going to punch you in your stupid-looking little face. Come on, X-Men, let's get him. And Magneto just stands there like, Whatever. What you going to do to me? <laughs> you know, like, he doesn't care. Like, why Why is all of this time spent, why is Magneto letting the X-Men spend all of this time pontificating? Seriously,
0: this is a whole page of the X-Men arguing, and Magneto just stands there.
1: Yeah, and the other half of the last page. I mean, this is a page and a half of just the X-Men <laughs> pontificating. So anyways, yeah, so they, they continue going, and uh, eventually Cyclops comes around, and he's like, Iceman, are you going to settle down? No, Cyclops, I'm not going to settle down. Fine. (laughs) Let's get him. (laughs) (laughs) For the sake of brevity, anyways. There's a lot more dialogue in there, but it really doesn't matter.
0: Are you determined to do this no matter what? You know it, man. No more sermons or patriotic pitches.
1: No! I've pitched my last pitch. Iceman I'm sorry, what Cy- is being talked about here. Cyclops loses it, right? Because he's now like, okay, there's no way I can win Cyclops over to the side of like logic and making a plan. Cyclops, Iceman is out for blood. Therefore, in order to get my partners back, I'm going to command the X-Men into battle. That's the way I read this. But he loses it. He's like, fine. <laughs> no way of changing your mind about it. Uh we we might as well make it one great big family Donnybrook, whatever that is.
0: I feel like the arguments in this issue is just a style of writing that I just don't get.
1: Yeah. Magneto the Junior... Like, there's
0: people selling, saying like, with these really dramatic things like, are you determined to do this no matter what? And then Iceman says, you know it, man. And then Cyclops, you would think, would say... All right, then, let's do it. I'm with you, brother. But instead he says,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wants in on the drama as well. He's like, you're not going to upstage me, stupid little teenager. Yeah, that's pretty much what it comes down to. And so he smacks the crap out of Magneto, who
0: was just standing there listening.
1: I, and Adam, you're not even doing it justice because Cyclops is bent over horizontal Right? He is horizontal. His entire body is horizontal except for one leg, which he is balancing all of his weight on. And he punches Magneto.
0: Knocking Magneto parallel to the ground in the air.
1: Yes. (laughs) Like
0: he's actually, he's in the air, not touching the ground, but parallel to the ground. He is airborne. Knocks him right off of his feet.
1: Lorna Dane, at this point, uh, she puts her uh, uh, hands over her ears. I don't know. I guess she's heard enough or something. I
0: don't know what this panel is. Is she listening to death metal?
1: (laughs) Oh, this music's horrible. (laughs) I don't know. I think maybe it's like, oh, these swirling thoughts in my mind. Whose side shall I choose? I don't know. Yeah, you're
0: probably right. I could have used the word bubble.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word bubble would have helped.
0: I mean, they give a word bubble to everything else.
1: Magneto, I guess, gets up and he calls Mesmero, loyalist of all of his servants, put an end to these noxious fools. It should be said that, uh, was it Arthur W. Painter? Yes. Yes. He, uh, I, I, throughout my comic book reading history, whenever I've come to this particular character, have referred to him as Mesmero. And that's mainly because when I was 12 years old, I read phonetically and mesmero to me looked like Mesmiro. So I said Mesmiro a lot last issue.
0: I probably did too. <laughs> probably in fact, just... I'm, I'm not going to stop saying it because <laughs> it's like me trying to say uh to stop saying Magneto, which I, I think I've finally done. Yes. So I'll give it a shot. Yes. I'll try to say mesmero. When I first started I'll, I'll end up saying mesmiro all the
1: time. When I first started reading comic books, I also referred to Magneto. No, mag, no. now you got me confused. I refer to <laughs> Magneto as Magneto. Again, that was a phonetic thing, which doesn't necessarily make sense because if I'm going to call Mesmiro Mesmiro, I should be calling Magneto, Magneto, not Magneto. So it's kind of, well, whatever. So there you go, folks. If we go back and forth, that's why. Back to the story. <laughs> Mesmiro <So when>
0: Magneto <laughs> says, There is a fortune and my undying gratitude To him who claims their heads. (laughs) Yes. So you know these guys are in it for the gratitude.
1: Absolutely. No fortune needed for me. Uh, I just want you to love me, Magneto. So Iceman decides that he's going to get Lorna out of the middle of this because he doesn't want her to fall victim to this fight. And so he's got a little dialogue about, I got to get you out of here. Excuse my icy fingers. Lorna's like, oh, why are you doing this? (laughs) Oh, Why do I feel so strange in your arms?
0: And then we get another silent panel where it looks like Iceman passes out on top of Lorna Dane's head. But I don't know. What I, is he kissing her forehead or something?
1: I think he just prematurely did something. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I know why you feel strange in my arms. The same reason I feel it in my... Okay, so anyways, Beast is like... Hey, Casanova Jr., step out of it. Stop being so nauseatingly in love, Iceman. (laughs) We need you over here. (laughs) We need you to
0: help us. Freeze the darn floor. So so Iceman freezes the darn floor. And then uh, we get a nice panel of people being actually frozen to the floor. Iceman has never used his powers in this way before.
1: Yeah, so uh, these are the random mutants, right, that started their twelve hundred mile trek a couple issues ago?
0: I think so. I'm not entirely sure. These are either either they completely drop the ball on that random mutants thing or or these are them.
1: Yeah. So um you're right. And so Iceman I guess it's kinda of like the throes of love. He's like, Look, I don't have time for this. So he literally freezes all the mutants to the floor. Rather than making like an ice dome or a shield or whatever he does the most effective thing possible
0: which is it's uh he makes an ice carpet they call it yeah immobilizing each evil mutant like a butterfly on a pin this is probably the most effective use of iceman's powers ever
1: completely agree so we go Although
0: to the the drawing makes it look like they're just covered in snow
1: yeah well the idea is there the <laughs> the rendering's not all that great uh, so ice or angel, he's uh, he's flying around, um, and there's one of the. Is it a random mutant? I'm not sure what it is, but he's shooting a gun at Angel. Mm. And yeah,
0: uh, it's, I think these mutants carry guns. Okay, and maybe so, they're not. All, maybe they're a mixture of humans and mutants.
1: What's your mutant power? Oh, I can shoot guns. Oh, Domino, <laughs> welcome to the. Oh, um. cool. <laughs> Uh, Angel tries to warn Cyclops about the approaching random mutants from behind him, but it's too late as they put a um, impenetrable metal helmet on his head that even yes, his
0: rem- remember that yes, it's impenetrable.
1: It's impenetrable, and even Cyclops's vaunted powers will not be able to pierce it. And Cyclops even says, "Well, I rocked right into that one, beast and ice man. Hurry up, give me a hand." <laughs> But they're unable to because they're otherwise um, dealing with some of Magneto's traps, one of which involves um, telepathically controlled grenade mines, which Magneto is flinging at Beast. Why does it have to be telepathically controlled? Why couldn't it just be magnetically controlled? I don't know.
0: Maybe maybe it's. I'm just going to pretend that that's just Beast. <laughs> he's, oh. he's misspeaking. Gotcha they are controlled by their by magnetism. The power of magnetism controls these grenade
1: mines. Okay. We're just going to call it telepathy because well Beast is supposed to be the smartest one out of them.
0: You know, he's like it's similar to telekinesis the way that Magneto controls his his metal powers telekinesis telepathy, uh, you know, I'm just going to say <laughs> telepathy. Fine.
1: Um Iceman is in a state of collapse, and I don't actually recall when that happened. Do
0: you? The strain of projecting that huge ice layer, it's momentarily weakened him, so it's happening now.
1: Gotcha. Must protect him against the assassin. So uh, Marvel Girl has put up like a telekinetic shield around the random mutants, it looks like, to protect Iceman.
0: Although one of those random mutants looks like Cyclops.
1: It does, and the guy that's on the floor who looks like he's melting, looks like Beast. Looks like Beast. <laughs> so is that Iceman? Not only does he look like Beast, but he's melting like Iceman would be, but he has no hair. The man's well, bald.
0: like Beast. beast, Beast's hair is covered by his mask.
1: Oh, but it's in. I, I don't know, is it colored blue in the omnibus? Because it's colored flesh colored here.
0: Oh, it's colored blue in the omnibus.
1: Oh, that doesn't make any sense either, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they think... went back to make sure it especially looked like Beast.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't make sure that doesn't make sense that it would be Beast either cuz Beast is dealing with the uh, telepathically controlled Magneto minds.
0: I know, I know. It it should be it should either be a random mutant or who just happens to be in the foreground or it's Iceman. That's it should be Iceman. I'm going to say it's a random mutant who happens to be colored like Beast.
1: Oh, that's terrible! It's yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, we'll say that that's what it is, and we'll move on. Um, so, Angel apparently is our narrator because he doesn't actually do much other than say, "Cyclops, look out from behind you!" And now he says, "Oh, Cyclops, trying to yank his helmet off, but he can't lower the rings, whatever those are." Were
0: the lower rings were made more were made self contracting. So that they closed around his neck. He's totally trapped. But wait, he's he's used his energy against the helmet. But can he bust out of there in time?
1: Whack. Oh, he does. All right, we've taken it long enough. Time we start giving a little of our own. So the impenetrable helmet that they put on Cyclops was very easily penetrated. Yeah, basically he just blasted it and it was gone. What should I do? How about I use a little bit more power? Oh look, I did it. Hooray. Maybe
0: they forgot that his abilities were to shoot <laughs> from his eyes. Okay. I'll go with that. All right. We're, we... we're just gonna put this helmet on him to make him blind. Cause he's got one eye. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ticket.
1: That's it. it. Um so now the X Men are fully escaped. Fully powered and ready to get Magneto, except for Iceman, who is still on the ground recovering from the ice rug that he made. And Marvel Girl has the sense to say, we need to stop so that Iceman can recuperate. Then the X-Men will be at full power, which I got to be honest, is a pretty good strategy because the X-Men do have a history of just heading headlong into danger. But in this case, it doesn't quite work out so well.
0: Well, you know, they need to change up some of the dialogue here because she says another minute and he'll be completely recovered. So, like, what, are they going to stand around for the next minute? Yeah. So,
1: okay, 60, 59, 58, 57, 56. So, so Magneto, uh, who do you favor in the World Series this year? <laughs> Yankees? They lo- they're look. they looking pretty good, huh? Can you just give okay, us we're a we're down to 30 seconds. Oh, uh, uh, what about the World Cup? You like it? All right. Uh, Anyways, Magneto, uh, not being a sports fan, just uses his magnetic powers and blasts a bolt. Uh, I shall turn every bolt and iron plate uh, into shrapnel. So he uses his magnetic powers to basically create a shrapnel storm upon the X-Men, which, if you think about it, is pretty destructive.
0: Yeah, that would be pretty deadly.
1: I mean— if you did it fast enough and randomly enough, I mean, you could literally rip the X Men to shreds. Unfor- As
0: we see, um, yeah, Marvel Girl is able to block the barrage of junk from her and Beast. However, Angel, outside of her effects, um, shouts a mighty "Yow!" He gets ripped. To, he gets ripped to shreds.
1: He's he he dies. This is actually the last issue with Angel. His wings are ripped to shreds, a piece of shrapnel goes through his brain, and he's dead.
0: He'll be in the hospital next issue where uh Dr. Apocalypse <laughs> will be working on him.
1: Yes, Dr. Paging Dr. Apocalypse. <laughs> uh Ice or I'm sorry, Cyclops is able to deflect <clears throat> some of the um debris with his optic blasts.
0: He calls Angel to get behind him. So I guess Angel's still alive. Ah, darn it.
1: I keep hoping. <laughs> yeah, he he is able to get behind uh, Cyclops, uh, who lets out a very impressive blast of power on this panel here. And, uh, oh, is that the best you can do, Magneto? You must be losing your grip in your old age. Come on, make it interesting. So is, now he's taunting Magneto. Yeah, is it really wise to taunt your nemesis, the guy that was as powerful as your very own mentor? <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's a bad plan. So anyways.
0: He's feeling cocky. He's getting his groove on.
1: So I'm not quite sure, but at one point in this comic, Iceman was taking Lorna away from Magneto, but through all the confusion, Lorna is now back at Magneto's side. And she's wondering, why must the X-Men die? Is there no other way? And Magneto's like, no. I got to kill them X-Men. I got to wipe them from the face of the planet. They would, they do, would this. do the
0: same, have they the upper hand. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess kind of true.
1: So maybe that's what drives Magneto is he's like, I got to destroy them before they destroy me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's just living in paranoia.
1: <laughs> Always looking over his shoulder. Is that an X-Men? Oh, good. It's not. Um, the girl shall go first. So he's got his sights set on Marvel Girl uh, because her sight, psych- Psychokinetic power is crumbling under Magneto's assault. Psychokinetic—I don't think I've heard that term before. You know, it's—it's. It's, uh, I think it's applicable. It's just, yeah, it's just one I haven't heard before.
0: So, so he sends some of the. I guess her her shield is now down. So he sends a bunch of the metal and rips her legs apart.
1: Yeah, she no longer has no legs and she'll have to float around telekinetically for the rest of the uh, I
0: think about it. The... She's not wearing any pants.
1: I know. I think I mentioned so this that. It's
0: got to be ripping into her f- her flesh.
1: I'm guessing that it's uh adamantium tights <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, uh yeah, whatever those girls wear for pantyhose. Yes, and adamantium pantyhose. But Beast, I think, is back there, and he says, hold on, Marvel Girl, try to slow down, and we'll come up with a way to stop Magneto. (laughs)
0: Hey, do that thing you do now. Do it. And then we'll do something, too.
1: Marvel Girl, are you in pain? Yes. Okay, stop trying to be in pain for a little bit while we try to figure (laughs) out what to do. Good plan. And uh, Angel actually calls him out. He's like, somehow, sure, only how? How? He's got an army of those power-loaded freaks to throw at us. Let's face it. We've never been up to anything equal to it. Oh, come on. Why do you always sell yourself so short, Angel? (laughs) I say we beat an
0: orderly retreat.
1: And that's why he is not in charge. Uh, It is at... Retreat! (laughs) I have a plan, X-Men. Retreat! It is at this point that the random faceless mutants... Uh, join into a circle.
0: And they all join hands.
1: Yeah. And then something and really weird...
0: Surround happens. Cyclops.
1: Something really weird happens. One of them says that he has the mutant power of negative energy, but he turns into like a wisp of smoke.
0: Well, it's more like a puddle.
1: Like, well, yeah, but it's like he's... It's floating, so it's like wispy-like. You're right, it's very... um. Oil like, if you were to like punch through oil that could stand over its own power.
0: Um, so, so Cyclops is surrounded, and apparently Angel, even though he can fly over them, is also surrounded by a chain, a, a chain link of men who, one of who, or maybe they all have the power of negative energy which is to say that any blow that is struck against them is instantly returned with double the impact. As we see, Cyclops, I guess, hits one of them and flies backwards.
1: Yeah, and then in the second panel, where the guy looks even more like Wispy Smoke, he says, uh, and now you must know our secret. Linked together this way, each of us gains the total force of all the others. So... I don't know if that means that like they all just have lots of negative energy or if this one particular mutant has negative energy. So everybody else linked together enhances that power. So there can, presumably there could can, there can be like six really powerful powers. Right. Or just one. I don't know how you read this one. But uh, anyhow. It,
0: At any rate, there is no way out for you. One by one, we shall call the roll of death. See, First of all, I don't know. Cyclops is the only one that's really surrounded, since Angel is flying. We don't know where any of the others are. Mm-mm. This is just uh, this is preemptive bragging.
1: It's chaotic and it's random, but yes, uh, Angel is taken out by some chain bar, chain link fence or something. I'm not really sure what. And on the next page. Apparently, the Naget No, no, no. Um, Cyclops says there's only one way to snap Magneto's hold. I guess that his hold was on Angel. And that is to shoot the roof and make everything collapse on top of everybody. Yeah. Which apparently Bringing works.
0: This whole evil house of cards down around his ears. We'll have to take our chances when the roof falls in.
1: Apparently, this works really well. Angel says he's free... Uh Marvel Girl no longer has any debris under on her on her legs. Um Iceman has a better vantage point from where he can see Lorna. Um she's using her powers to free Magneto. Do we know what Lorna's powers are at this point?
0: We just I think we are um to assume that she has the same powers as Magneto.
1: Oh, but you know what happens when you assume, Adam. <laughs> Has it been explicitly said in the comic book that Lorna Dane's powers are that of magnetism?
0: Well, I think that's the whole point of this whole like "I am your father" thing.
1: Yeah, I suppose it's kind of. I set... mean, no,
0: we don't. We don't know. Okay, but
1: but that I mean, if we make that assumption, that kind of sets up the storyline that like every mutant has the same power as their father or mother or other relative. You know what I mean?
0: Well, don't they, Jeremy? No. Don't they? <laughs> they
1: don't. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, yeah, so they they all break free, basically. Uh and I got this base is crazy, man. The architecture in here is amazing. There's like all these really tall catwalks with all of these crazy contraptions below them and no guardrails.
0: Yeah, the the X-Men managed to escape from the collapsing ceiling. To this area that you've just described. That's very Star Warsy. Yeah. Although pre Star Warsy.
1: It's green. Like it would make more sense if there if it was uh the background was black and maybe like everything was lit up with red. Then it would be very Empire Strikes backish. <laughs> maybe. But anyways, um Cyclops and Beast reason that the only there's only one way to tear a hole through a wall.
0: And they reach a dead end.
1: Right. And so the beast uses his head ha, ha 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 to bust a hole in the wall. Bust move. Yep. And they go through the hole that Beast has used with his head. And ice I'm sorry, Cyclops apparently uses his ice power to ice up the wall. Because he says <laughs> Well look at the look <laughs> at the third panel. It says, okay, everybody is out. Now, so I'm going to seal up the wall again. It won't resist their mutant powers for long, but long enough. But look at the look at the um, silhouette.
0: Well, yeah, it looks like Cyclops. But what makes you think it's Iceman? Maybe he, maybe he's going to seal up the wall with his blaster.
1: How would he seal up the wall with his blaster?
0: By shooting it until it forms like a cave-in.
1: I was under the impression that he was just going to like put an ice patch there.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, so... Maybe
0: that... it's Iceman and he put on a scarf over his eyes.
1: He said, Cyclops, let me borrow your goggles. <laughs> Why did you need my goggles? I don't know. I just think they're cool looking. So... I look
0: so great in this silhouette. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so they find their way to a rocket ship. Uh, is this? It was just a rocket
0: ship sitting in the base.
1: Yeah, I want to establish that the X-Men did not come here in a rocket ship. They came in the Avengers Avenger car, didn't they?
0: Mm, maybe. I don't remember.
1: Uh, they didn't come in this rocket, though, did they? No. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, he says here, the landing field is clear, and they were even accommodating enough to leave us one of their ships. Pile in!
1: <laughs> yes, because we'll instantly know how to fly this thing. As they do. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Girl's upset that they couldn't bring Lorna. Uh, Angel's like, whatever, we got to get out of here. Iceman's a little upset about it. And they fly away, I guess.
0: What choice did she have? Did you expect her to hand us her old man's head on a platter? Now shut up and move. (laughs)
1: So they, the X-Men leave. We flash back to the uh, Magneto and Lorna Dane who are in the base, which apparently is crumbled a lot, I guess. Uh, Magneto says that I, uh, they escape, cursed by be their name, and I am powerless to stop them. My legs are paralyzed from that collapsing ceiling.
0: I don't know. (laughs) Which sounds worse than it is.
1: Well, it's, ugh, I got to imagine that the ceiling was made out of metal because everything is made out of metal. <laughs> so couldn't Magneto just been like, oh, the, the ceiling's caving in. I'll just stop that real quick. He was surprised. I yes, and <laughs> uh, Whatever. Those uh, thoughts elsewhere. But nothing has been lost. My strength will return, and so uh, the X-Men will be destroyed by me because he can no longer turn a deaf ear to the raging voice within him that constantly echoes... Kill the X-Men. Kill the X-Men. <laughs> it's like Jason Voorhees. Didn't he have like... <laughs> exactly. Go um, <Kill>, the <laughs> X-Men. Men, Men. There you go. And so that kind of... So
0: his leg, he has paralysis from the waist down essentially, but he knows in his heart of hearts that his strength will return in time.
1: You know, I always assumed that Magneto's suit was made out of, like, a metal chain link. Well, wouldn't that make sense? I mean he's the master of magnetism. So if your costume's made out of metal, then, like, if you ever ran into trouble, you could magnetically control it, right? So even even if your legs were paralyzed from the waist down and you had some sort of magnetic suit, you'd be able to use your powers to move you around, right? Yeah,
0: that would, that's pretty cool.
1: Plus, I think we've established that he can fly on magnetic waves off the Earth.
0: Can he? I don't think we've ever seen him fly yet.
1: Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Did he fly in the first issue, or...? I thought he was... Yeah, he was floating around in the first issue. I thought he was. Okay, okay. Maybe not. I don't remember. Well, anyways. Yeah, well, he's taken out by... uh, by basically a blast to the ceiling. So we go back to the apartment that the X-Men are staying in at San, in San Francisco. Several
0: hours later in their temporary headquarters in San Francisco.
1: Cyclops is scolding Iceman.
0: Yeah. This whole dialogue had me kind of, this is another situation where I get what they're trying to get at. Like this kind of emotional situation situation pulling out all the drama. I just didn't think it was very well written.
1: No, me neither. I mean, to be honest, I think Iceman is on the right track here. I mean, just be like, you know, he tries to kill us. He tries to kill our mentor. He he tries to take over humanity. And now that he's got this daughter who seems to be a pretty cool person and he's just subjugating her, that's it. My line has been crossed. I'm out for blood. Like, I don't, I don't see that as being unreasonable. I see that as being perfectly human and natural.
0: Yeah, and and that would be all fine and dandy if that's what Cyclops was all upset about. But the way that they go about this conversation is just tactless, and I, uh, I, I'm not saying it for your own good, for your good alone, Bobby. I'm saying it for all of us. You are still too weak to jump back in in action into action. So I'm a little pooped. So what? I've fought in much worse shape than this. Now, come on, Scott. What's really bugging you? Okay, so first of all, like, like Iceman immediately knows that Cyclops is going after him for something. Yeah. yeah. Watch what? it, Bobby. That's tantamount to calling Scott a liar. And, and then Cyclops jumps in. And he's right, Gene. I was lying. But there's no point of that now. My real reason for wanting him off this case is, since when is this a case, that he's lost his objectivity. He's emotionally involved with that girl. That girl? you, <laughs> Lorna. Yes. She just happens to be the daughter of our mortal enemy. There's a conflict
1: of interest. But In there's not a say. conflict huh? of interest. At In which I agree. Huh? Yeah. It would be like, uh, well, we can't take that girl down. She's the daughter of Professor Xavier. Meanwhile, the daughter is just slaughtering children. <laughs> that would be the conflict of interest. We're like, eh, you know, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Her mentor's pretty good, but... some of what Cyclops is saying he's lost his objectivity he's
0: emotionally involved with that girl okay I I can get that and yeah she happens to be the daughter of 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 Magneto it's a sticky situation I get it but what this this whole stuff about and he's right Gene I was lying and then but there's no point in that now (laughs)
1: look I agree I, I think I think um even though Iceman is emotionally involved, I don't think he is. Uh, outs- I think he's. Uh, I think he's justified in the way he feels. Yeah, being a little think younger. Think Cyclops is
0: justified in keeping him off the case.
1: I don't know about that. I disagree mm-hmm. there. Okay. I think Cyclops is overreacting.
0: I think everybody's overreacting. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: You heard what I said. You're mixed up about
0: that girl, and we can't afford the slightest divided allegiance. Even if it only means a split second's habita- hesitation on. by... <laughs> let me try that again. Sure. Even if it only means meant a split second's hesitation by you under stress, that fraction of time could cost us all our lives. Now, now, that's way over the top, Cyclops.
1: Well, not only that, but Angel's kind of in the background cowering because he's like, oh, fight, fight, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but, but he knows that Cyclops has feelings for Jean Grey, and so the same argument could be used uh, against Cyclops. Like, you've lost your objectivity, and you would put the team at risk if Jean was in trouble.
0: Hmm? And here's where I really... Okay, so Iceman grabs Cyclops by the collar, Looks like he's about to hit him. It does. Hold it. You may be our great leader, and Professor Xavier may have turned you, uh, turned over his command to you, but that doesn't mean I have to stand for being called a traitor. Now, see, I don't think Cyclops
1: is calling Iceman a traitor.
0: Well... I think that's just going a little too far.
1: I agree. I think Iceman probably does need a little nap after his big uh, <laughs> power use. And so he is maybe jumping to a bit large of a conclusion, but it's not entirely unprovoked. So, and then they keep fighting. Yep. <laughs> there's a struggle. There's arms around necks and stuff and special treatment because of his team leadership and all that sort of stuff.
0: Angel holds back Iceman while crying in the top left panel there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, don't fight. Why is everybody <laughs> fighting? And um yeah. don't whistle me the stars and stripes
0: forever. He started it with that jazz about me being a traitor. But I'm going to finish it, like,
1: now. Uh You weren't listening to a word she said, because Marvel Girl said a lot of words there, that we they didn't want to blow Professor Xavier's dream over hot-headedness or something like that.
0: Right, she basically said, don't fight. You guys are coming off stupid. Yeah. We're we're a team. We worked really hard to get here, so let's not lose it all because you're a bunch of hot-headed fools.
1: Yeah. And right out the other, um, well, I heard her, and she's right. Throwing punches at each other isn't going to solve one solitary thing.
0: And that's and then, when... And then this is like... So Cyclops just decided, okay... We were about to get into a fight, but then I heard Jean Grey talk, so now we're not going to fight. I guess. Yeah. And the nice man's like, well, I'll be. You, you're chicken. (laughs) That's what you are. I'd never have guessed it. believed it. You still don't get it, you wet-eared pup. I get it all right. Our noble leader has lost his cool. I'm getting
1: out of here before you bust out in big, wet tears like Angel. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and so he walks out the door, he slams the door, and off he goes. Uh, Cyclops like, that's all right, that's cool, just let him go, it's better off this way. By the time he cools off, we'll be done with Magneto. That is, if my plan doesn't run into any snags along the way. Plan? Hmm? What plan?
0: How about letting the lowly troops in in on the high command strategy, General? says the beast.
1: And apparently Cyclops does not let him in on the plan.
0: No, but we get several days later in the great wasteland that betrays only a small clue to the fantastic world that lies beneath it. That small clue being like a missile launcher or something.
1: is Is this Mutant City still? Yeah,
0: I think this is Mutant City again.
1: Well, where's the mountain that says Mutant City and all the structures that we saw before? Oh, uh, they fell. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Oh, Cyclops' blasts were just too powerful, and that whole mutant city collapsed in on itself. Just the top stuff. The
0: bottom stuff is okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like an iceberg. Everything's bigger on the bottom. It's not quite like the top. <laughs> Anyways, apparently, the R scope that the uh, random mutants are using is giving off positive indications of an approaching intruder. And that's when they bust out the M-detector, which proclaims it's a highly developed mutant. Run for your lives before the earth crumbles beneath his power. And this mutant comes out of the ground, and the very first thing he says is... Oh! Thundercats! (laughs) Oh, it's Lion-O! Hooray! He's looking for Mumra. (laughs) (laughs) It's useless... booty <laughs> yeah, one of the two probably the latter it's useless to try to escape me uh, no uh, um, nor have I come to do battle with any as feeble as you it's useless to try to escape me nor have I come I, that doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> it would be like I am not going to kill you nor have I come to do battle with anyone this here. That doesn't
0: you can escape but I'm not here to fight you
1: yes so so,
0: so don't even try to escape
1: <laughs> yeah uh, uh, go then and bring this word to your leader, the great Magneto, that here stands one that can match his mutant mastery. It is I, Eric the Red. I'd like to point out that Eric the Red does not have a beard as I assume the guy on the cover <laughs> <Yeah>. actually is. <laughs> this guy actually looks nothing like the guy on the cover.
0: Ex- he shooting... Uh, lasers from his fingers though
1: and he does have I guess he does have a um, horned helmet but the rest of them doesn't look like the cover guy so I assume in the next issue this man's father will appear (laughs) and uh, (laughs) take him out and Magneto Uh, Who boy here's a pretty kettle of clams as if our extraordinary friends didn't have enough to worry about, this Viking throwback should add a few surprises due to the concluding episode of the Staggering Saga. So be there, Mutant Watcher. I can't wait for this Mutant Saga to end. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, that's that story, and now this story.
1: Oh. The lure
0: of the Beast Snappers.
1: We get another story?
0: Yeah. Awesome. This one's wrought through the animal artfulness of Stanley Editor, Arnold Drake Writer, Werner Roth Artist, John Tartag. They cut him short. Inker and Herb 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 Herb, Herb Cooper. <laughs> Herb Cooper. Herb Cooper. Letterer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and this one's called The Lure of the Beast Nappers. Um yeah, We but... cut
0: back to the football game where we left last issue, where the Con- El Conquistador. Oh, wait, we don't know his name yet. No. <laughs> Oops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I was
0: watching the game and decided that he was playing he was going to use Hank for his nefarious plot.
1: So on one side you have a uh, green arm and on the left side you have serpenter's arm. So Cobra's <laughs> mixed up in this as well. Cobra la 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 la. la. <laughs> and a man in a conquistador's helmet is staring over a globe with a henchman. Not toad, but a toad a like henchman, henchman named Chico. Is that his name? Yes. Oh. I have found him, Chico. <laughs> well, but Chico, that's also Spanish for boy. So maybe just calls his henchman boy. Here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I found him. And uh, Chico does call him conquistador. So we do know his name. I too knew you would find it, for your great scheme was fated to succeed, Conquistador.
0: I've been searching all of the f- local college football games <laughs> to find a human tool that would complete my incredible plan for total human domination. Little did I think
1: I would find it, but <laughs> what do you know? It's a really good thing that I really love college football. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so Hank is the hero of the game, and he's being carried off of the football game, and apparently he's so popular that he has to run away by climbing over the scoreboard a la Spider-Man, at which Good point... that
0: boy can climb walls. This is fantastic, says the announcer.
1: Yes. At which point, everybody on this, this field runs away in horror. Oh, my God, <laughs> he's a freak. That's just what should happen. <laughs> or J. Jonah Jameson shows up and says, I knew it. That college football player is way too good. I found (laughs) Spider-Man. But the conquistador, he uh, he knows that uh, once he has the power of this boy harnessed, he'll be able to finish his engine of destruction. Chico, call the men. We are ready to move. So Chico calls the henchmen.
0: All six of them.
1: All six of them who are wearing Darth Vader helmets. (laughs) (laughs) and he says uh, conquistador says long have we waited for this moment but uh, now is the time for us to go nothing will stop el conquistador hey adam do you know what el conquistador means in spanish
0: (laughs) (laughs) right does it mean the conquistador
1: (laughs) dang you're good did you take spanish (laughs) in high school No. Wow, you're just naturally smart.
0: (laughs) I took Danger Room Spanish.
1: So the random Darth Vader henchman is driving his truck down a construction site where he sees a a Hank McCoy who has apparently decided to take a shortcut, maybe?
0: Through a construction site. I wonder what will happen.
1: (laughs) You would think that the star football player would have some sort of vehicle to get him home, don't you? Yeah, he, he likes to run. Well, I suppose he is the beast.
0: Alert station 6 and 14. Test begins three seconds from now. Car 8 reporting. Have sighted subject. He
1: is alone. Street deserted. Conditions perfect to commence trial. <laughs> that took all of three seconds to say, so the next countdown is completely irrelevant. <laughs> but he does count down. Two, one, zero. And And he drives a dump truck straight at Hank. Apparently, the plan was to run Beast over. (laughs) Killing him so that they would be able to concoct their plan. I don't know what their plan was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that was their plan. uh, They were forcing Beast's hand so that Beast would do exactly what he did, which is to jump over the the dump truck, uh, grab the wall, jump over a... A giant pit where they're doing construction work. Yeah. Land on a, uh,
1: what are those claw things called? Crane?
0: Yeah, crane.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Wrecking ball. It looks like a steam crane. Yeah, I
0: think it's a crane. And then uh jump over the the pit.
1: So this which uh,
0: the conquistador says, I have seen all. The boy has proved more ingenious than I had dared dream. The trial is over. Now execute Operation Snare and bring him to me instantly. So, so he had to test the goods out before he decided he wanted them.
1: Absolutely. So I was getting a little ahead of myself here. This was all an elaborate plan. If this man can jump over a truck and do a bunch of stunts, then he's perfect for the plan that <laughs> the Conquistador has. But you know what's the sad part of this is they end up capturing him with like a net. <laughs> I mean there's a struggle here that happens afterwards but he basically gets snared by the by the net. I mean wouldn't you be No that... they
0: throw the net and he dodges out of the way of the net and the net catches the um the other guy. Yeah. And then they grab him by his feet and he starts clawing the ground but then he grabs their feet
1: and um and then they, the
0: now the conquistador shows up.
1: Yeah, but aren't you just a little disappointed in this whole thing? (laughs) I mean, yeah, he jumped over a truck and a pit and did some elaborate stunts. I mean, if you're the conquistador and then your guy that you're pinning all the hopes and desires you have on whatever scheme you have is just captured by some ordinary thugs, aren't you kind of like, (laughs) eh, I don't know if I want you anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess not. (laughs) Okay. Because he does manage to
0: beat the Conquistador's men, and so the Conquistador has to show up. I guess he has teleportation. Oh, no, he sped here. <laughs> but I sped here
1: to demonstrate that. I sped here on my roller skates. <laughs> but he does have a very sweet sword. He pulls the sword out of the sheath, pushes a button, and it turns into a trident. Yeah,
0: with a snap, and then there's a crackle, and then there's a... Oh, there's no no pop. (laughs) And that beast's head goes
1: pop. No. Apparently, the trident uh, is able to shoot out high voltage electricity. So apparently, the conquistador's power is that of wielding a sword that turns into a trident that shoots out electricity. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nice. Meanwhile, at somebody's house. Hank's house. Hank's house. Um somebody's lurking around inside and it turns out that it's Iceman. What the deuce? Uh, the, dinner the dinner
0: table table's
1: freshly set and signs of a nasty struggle. Better
0: report back.
1: When Professor Xavier's mutant detector Cerebro received signals from this point he didn't realize he was dispatching me into a first class mystery. Zoinks. <laughs> Jinkies. <laughs> and the suspected
0: mutant is gone, and so are his folks, and they didn't go quietly.
1: Hmm. Interesting that when Iceman returns, there's also an angel sitting there in the mansion. How did Angel get
0: here before his er- origin was unfolded? Patience, dear fanatics, and all shall be made known.
1: I don't think that that box was necessary. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I you know, I really wish that Angel's origin was just like, you know, we went through this elaborate thing with uh, Iceman and Cyclops and Angel and literally I just saw this guy ordering ice, ice cream and I was like, you, the one with wings, ordering ice cream. <laughs> you want to be in my super mutant team? Why, sure. He was like, sure. Why not? I got nothing else to do today. That sounds cool. I just hope it's not some sort of stupid plot thing that, drives him into being an X-Men like the rest of the stories have been.
0: I I hope you're right. It's a one-panel thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Want to be an X-Men? Sure. The end. The
0: whole story will be three panels. It'll be Angel remembering his origin, and then the second panel will be his origin, and then the third panel will be him thinking,
1: that was cool. (laughs) That was a good choice I made. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, uh, so... Ms. Professor X, he says that somebody's detected the full power of the boy uh, and, and apparently wants him, but for what purpose? Friends? Friends, it is time we took a
0: more direct role in this enigma. It's
1: an enigma and a mystery. Yes. And Wrapped in a bacon sandwich. There you go. Uh, and we end up at El Conquistador's secret hideout, wherever that may be. The Darth Vader helmet guys have... Very big helmets on with uh, slits. <laughs> cover their eyes. Yeah, well, there's slits covering their eyes, but, I mean, the helmet piece actually, they look like Dark Helmet almost. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> A little smaller, but, but uh, you know, same concept. Uh, the option is totally yours, boy. Your imprisoned parents will survive or not, dependent upon your decision. Now, for the last time, will you cooperate? next Next.
0: Hank's choice what do you think I think he's gonna say I never liked my parents
1: Eh. (laughs) that's what he's gonna say (laughs) you know
0: then we get the letters page and then we get next Twilight of the Mutants
1: which just sounds awesome (laughs) right that's when all of the mutants come out oh yeah (laughs) yeah Um, Yeah, so there you go, folks, issue uh, number 51, 51. start of a a wonderful new run of comic books with a new artist at the helm, some fresh ideas in in Mr. Drake's head. I'm excited for the future. You? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, on the podcast side, we have a number of new likes in the Facebook page. We all always like to see those. And you could come and like us also at uh, www.facebook.com forward slash Podcast, where lately we've stuck to posting a few pictures, links, and all sorts of other fun X-Men-related stuff. I have to say that the recent The Wolverine picture that was posted, there is no way that is Hugh Jackman's body. And if it is, <laughs> wow, is that disgusting. <laughs> he looks like he's made out of plastic. It's ultra veiny. <laughs> Not only that, just those abs are stupid ridiculous. There's no way those are his. He works out. That's a lot of working out, though. He's Hugh Jackman. I don't even think Wolverine from the comic books had that much muscle definition.
0: No, Wolverine <laughs> was a shrimp.
1: He's just supposed to be short, stocky, and maybe a little muscly, but that is just like Ultimate Fighter ripped. (laughs) Anyhow, I hope that's not what we're in for with The Wolverine.
0: It's going to be all muscle. Wolverine (laughs) gets into one of those muscle competitions.
1: It's just going to be like Hugh Jackman's face is the intro, and then the rest of it's just going to be abs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We got a new iTunes review.
1: From Ray Papa. Ray Papa, entitled Computo. I randomly searched for the X-Men, found this fun find. It's a great show. If you like to laugh, you'll enjoy this. If you don't like to laugh, then get out of America. And I couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) You communist, non-laughing bastards. Get out of my country. Also, you can email us at DangerRoom at uh, com, or you could visit us at uh, wwwredcapproductions forward slash DangerRoom or if you go to the main portion of that web page, there's a bunch of other podcasts as well as video casts, etc, a lot of fun things to do on that web page. Yeah, you can also twitter us at Dangerroom go Dangerroom go once again, that's at Dangerroom go. Anything else you'd like to share with the wonderful audience that we have, Adam
0: man, you guys are great
1: i couldn't agree more now you're just pandering to them adam <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh no no i'm not i'm not even going to ask for anything
1: okay, great. Uh, just
0: thanks for being there guys
1: yeah uh, until next time, the danger room is closed.